Welcome to General Conference. Press on. Hold fast. Heed not. If we want to find balance in life, and if we want the Savior to lift us heavenward, then our commitment to Him and His gospel can't be casual or occasional. You're stronger than you think. Help is available from others and especially from God. You are loved and valued and needed. We need you. Fear not and believe only. When the storms in life come, you can be steady because you are standing on the rock of your faith in Jesus Christ. We have never needed positive spiritual momentum more than we do now to counteract the speed with which evil and the darker signs of times are intensifying. The kingdom of glory we receive in the final judgment is determined by the laws we chose to abide in our Heavenly Father's loving plan. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to General Conference Review, the podcast all about what the prophets, seers, and revelators of these last days share at General Conference. And we ask the important question, how have we taken what we have heard in General Conference and applied those principles into our lives? Welcome to another episode of General Conference Review. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Beamer. Here with me tonight is my good buddy, Todd Bruce. Give us a hey, little Kevin, hello, Kevin, how you doing? <laughs> doing Sorry, fantastic. I, was, I was rubbing my eye and seeing stars. Sorry. Yeah, it's hard to do two things at once. I understand your uh, pain. <laughs> it's, it's late and, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a man. I can't multitask. <laughs> Sometimes I can't even task. Uh, so... <laughs> I'm grateful for you, Todd, and the opportunity to hang out with you for a little while tonight, anyways, as we go over a lovely talk by Elder Jeffrey R. Holland from the 2022 General Conference called Lift Cross. So this is Elder from the October 2022 General Conference called Lifted Up Upon the Cross. He's got a quote that he wants to use from Gordon B. Hinckley that something to do with the cross. And so he starts with explaining why as a church that the Church of Christ Latter-day Saints doesn't really use the cross as a symbol, right? We don't have cross. We don't necessarily do cross tattoos. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I've been uh, asked that and, question. Yeah, have you? And how did you uh, answer something similar to this? No, I did not go so long-winded. Um, <laughs> not, not to the effect that uh, President or Elder uh, Elder Holland has, but I, my uh, my answer is often that we like to focus on the life of the Savior, and mm. not not his not his death and not his crucifixion so much. And I do talk about the atonement and I talk about all the things. But uh, I I also mentioned that there are members who do wear a cross and they feel strongly about it, but it, we don't. Uh, we don't necessarily uh, worship a cross, and that's that they're wearing a cross. That's not they're not terrible of that. 
no and that's that's right and that's i said it's to each their own a little bit but we are we do call it you know the our name of our church is the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints so we're we're very focused on the savior and his life and, yeah uh, and most of the people who ask are not um you know don't don't belong to any christian religion whatsoever so they don't you know we're not trying to pick a fight or anything so yeah, yeah. um it's that usually satisfies satisfies their yeah. questions but i've had that two or three times now so did you notice anything that you're like oh this is good to share next time or that you well yeah it uh it it's it, i appreciated his uh the you know i, I love elder holland I love I love his talks. Mm -hmm. so he's very engaging, very interesting. Uh, he just tells stories in a certain way, and he's funny and engaging. It's great. Um, but yeah, it uh, I like here. He says, as I attempt to explain why we generally do not use the iconography of the cross, I wish to make abundantly clear our deep respect and profound admiration for the faith-filled motives and devoted lives of those who do. So I think that's important because. Uh, when I've explained it in the past, I, I didn't necessarily, wasn't as cautious about that. We don't gotcha. honor the cross because we don't, this, that, and the other, and the people who do are, are, are the worst people we've ever met. And that's not what I said, but, uh, you know, the way I, the way I say things tend to be, come across differently than the way I intend them. And uh, just because we do not honor or worship the cross in our own religion does mm -hmm. not mean that there's anything wrong with those who do. Yeah. And no, often, that's yeah, yeah, and often those who do uh, are every bit as faithful, if not more so, than Completely. than we can be. Uh, and you know, we're just we're on we're on we're on different paths, trying to get to the same location, mm -hmm. and doing doing the best we can. So uh, yeah. it's not it's not a hit hit on anybody. That's not the intention. Yeah. However, I do have uh, enough um, sarcasm and and cynicism in my in my uh voice when i when i talk about other things that sometimes it peeks into my my own discussions with with coworkers and friends mm. at least that's what uh, i've been told yeah i was <laughs> once told that i was cheeky and i completely agree with it and so i've tried to rectify that but it's still a weakness of mine and cheeky is a very politically correct nice way of saying it. <laughs> very, very nice way very polite way of <laughs> It's a backhanded compliment, yeah. one of those. Yeah, and if you really want to know how cheeky yeah. when your kids become teenagers and they're just like you and it drives you insane, then that's when you start that's, to realize how maybe other people perceive you. I have those moments, even at work, when I'm when I'm being that guy and I think, my, I would hate if a guy like me worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then I try and tone it down and then I then I get frustrated and then my sarcasm comes out and that's just, I'm working yeah. on it. We're working on it and we're getting we're working there sometimes. sometimes. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I didn't know. So the, the, then he teaches a little bit about the cross and the, to jump back into the talk. Yeah. Uh, he, he teaches a little bit about the cross. He goes by the fourth and fifth centuries, a cross was being introduced as a symbol of generalized Christianity, but ours is not a generalized Christianity. Uh, being neither Catholic nor Protestant, we are rather a restored church, the restored New Testament church. Thus, our origins and our authority go back before the time of councils, creeds, and iconography. So he shares that that there's not a lot of uh, focus <coughs> on the cross uh, pre-4th and 5th centuries. It mm -hmm. is mentioned in uh, the New Testament, but often 
they'd say the cross in reference to the crucifixion, not necessarily mm -hmm. the cross itself, the, the symbol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, talking about how it was such a brutal form of execution that especially when Christ was crucified at that time, uh, members celebrate that because it was such a terrible thing that the Roman Empire did, not just Christ. Yeah, and I think uh, it, it's pretty fresh for a lot of people. Like yeah, this. which would make sense. And so yeah. he talks about talks about how we proclaim that we are the restored church. Uh, that that would make sense that we'd follow that. I've never thought about this. Like, so yeah, this was kind of cool to hear. Yeah. And then, then the other one he says was basically what I kind of say is that another reason for not using iconized crosses as our emphasis is our emphasis on the complete miracle of Christ's mission, his glorious resurrection, as well as his sacrificial suffering and death. And that's kind of what we get to. We focus on his life. We focus on the atonement, crucifixion, resurrection, like all, all encompassing. Mm -hmm. He's still alive. Why would we yeah. focus so much on, on, on the cause of his death? Um, yeah. Again, not to take anything away from those who do, but um, that's anyway. That was that was some of the things I learned from Elder Holland in this talk mm -hmm. about the cross specifically. So I appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, and is so monumental that even when we talk about the atonement, a lot of times we focus as uh, just something that helps us repent and come back to our Father in heaven. And there's so much more to the atonement that provides succor and comfort and. Uh, support so it it's very caught up on one thing because it's uh, maybe it uh anchors you right it helps you focus on christ by doing that by having yeah some it's well and it's uh i don't i don't know the and i'm probably going to slaughter this a little bit but there's so much about jesus christ that um I don't want to say it's wishful thinking, but it's hard to explain. Mm -hmm. And so there are things about his life that we read in the scriptures or that we see that is not hard to explain. It's not hard to explain uh, a man being nailed to a cross and dying. Sure. Uh, trying to explain how he he suffered for our sins, that's a different story. Mm -hmm. That's the, how, the, how the atonement works or how the yeah. resurrection works or how, how he was able to be resurrected um oh, like all that stuff now when we're talking about miraculous things like angels and you know that's that's uh all well and good and i believe in those things but it's um it's it's still tough to explain those things that's where those things have to come on faith mm -hmm. and that's that's uh anyway i get i get the the rational parts of the argument or the discussion about his life sure. yeah that's, uh, yeah for sure well, then, and I liked, um, who is it? Uh, Hank Smith, he says, if we can, if we can believe, if we can have faith in the resurrection, we should have no problem with the rest of Christ's story. Because if you can come back from yeah, the yeah. dead, what, what else is there? That's the greatest miracle ever, anyone has ever seen. That was the and, follow uh, podcast about Jonah, yeah. right? I think he said. Did he say that? I didn't, I haven't listened to follow him in a few oh. weeks, but uh, okay. he's, I heard it in the talk that he gave. And, oh, okay. Uh, he said that in both uh, then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure he said it a couple. It's so so good. I would I would it, is good. it all the time. But it is um, good. 
if oh I, I bet he said it in the Jonah one because that's a crazy miracle that happened. It's they talked about it, yeah. <laughs> so, if you believe you, that Christ was resurrected, then it's he could have come out of a whale. <laughs> yeah. Or a big fish. A big fish or yeah. or the lion's mouths can be shut or that Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, anyway. Good. Well I'm glad that I quoted uh, Hank Smith the, from the Follow Him Perfect. podcast from this week. Perfect. Last week. I've <laughs> I only know because I've been walking, and so I busted out when I walked. Oh, that's good. I've I, I've been working from home, and I've been doing first aid, so I haven't listened to any podcast this week. It's been a slow. You'll get there. Uh, I'll be back to work tomorrow, so I'll catch yeah. up. Uh, one thing I will say about us as a religion is we usually uh, show our thought Christ by having pictures of Christ in our home, yeah. of his life, of his ministry. Like that would be a normal thing from Jesus Christ, Latter Day Saint. Uh, yeah, you walk into home. any member's home, and you're going to see pictures of Christ, probably. Christ, and mo most of the time, uh, it's not necessarily it's him in his ministry of him showing love, and you know, there's some great artists that have created some wonderful, wonderful pictures. Has added that Thorvaldson image of yeah. the Christus. <clears throat> I will say when I was in Rome, Italy, uh, this August, and we went to the temple there, and the visitor center has that Christus out there. Yeah, that was such a powerful feeling to be to be around it. It was just really, really I lovely I, to yeah. It was. I great. remember going in, uh, Salt Lake to the one there at the visitor center, mm -hmm. and uh, feeling that. Oh, yeah, so I can imagine in that one's in great Rome, too in that setting too. Yeah. And uh, it would be something else. Yeah. I totally forgot that I had one at this visitor center there. I've been to that one too. And it's also great. Yeah. I hope they, I imagine they still have it somewhere. They're just going to yeah. park it in the new visitor center whenever they finish uh, yeah. construction. But those, so, those things are, uh, and, and really I, the one in Utah, not to take away from the Rome one, you can, yeah. you can share, share your experience with the Rome one, but the, the one in Salt Lake had the had the cosmos right painted on the mm -hmm. roof, so you're looking up yeah. at this it's savior cool. who who basically yeah. helped help create all this mess that we're living in, and uh, yeah, and he's there, and and it's got the the markings and the and the scars mm -hmm. and the all the things, and it's hard to not be overwhelmed with with gratitude for all the things. Yeah, by seeing that, and that's. <laughs> You know, and I think that's what the cross does for a lot of other Christian religions, and that's what yeah. the picture of the Christus okay. does for us. Yeah. yeah. Well, and one of the fun things at the Rome one that really added to the feeling is there's a there's sort of a landscape painting up above, like a field and shepherds and or sheep and stuff like that. I think uh, either way, it's like this, and it's really bright, and somehow the sunshine comes in and is reflected into that, so it. Yeah. feels like it's even more bright like it's a more real uh paintings yeah that is, anyways hmm. let's get back in here i think you've a got a quote from president hinkle yeah you you hinted at it before he goes lastly this is uh so he's talking about the iconography and the things that we focus on uh to mm -hmm. represent our our beliefs and our symbols of our faith and so he goes lastly we remind ourselves that president gordon b hinkley once taught quote the lives of our people must be the symbol of our faith unquote and he shares these considerations especially the latter 
uh, bring me to what may be the most important of all scriptural references to the cross. It has nothing to do with pendants or jewelry, with steeples or signposts. It has to do rather with the rock-ribbed integrity and the stiff moral backbone that Christians should bring to the call Jesus has given to every one of his disciples. In every land and age, he has said to us all, quote, if any man or woman will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and take up his cross and follow me, unquote. And that's that last line right there. Take out, mm -hmm. deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's, you know, again, this gospel according to Todd or my my take on the talk. But I think that is what, well, the, this is what the the talk is called, lifted upon the cross. But I think it's mm -hmm. that deny yourselves, take upon his cross, and follow me. Take up your cross. Yeah, and then just before we speak on it all, I think I'll just read the next paragraph because it. Sure. all goes together and then we'll get it yeah so the next paragraph says this speaks of the crosses we bear rather than the ones we wear to be a follower of jesus christ one must sometimes carry a burden your own or someone else's and go where sacrifice is required and suffering is inevitable a true christian cannot follow the master only in those matters with which he or she agrees no we follow him everywhere including if necessary into arenas filled with tears and trouble where sometimes we may stand very much alone. Now, this is the part of the talk that to me, all of a sudden, just this, the spirit just speaks so strong of this, uh, the emotion. I feel the emotion, even just reading it again right now about how, <clears throat> and we talk about this lots in our church, we're, we're a church that expects things of its members. Not that other churches don't, but that's our interaction is obviously with our church specifically. Yeah. And it's not enough to just pretend that we're doing good. It's not enough for me to just have pictures of Jesus Christ in my house. And as wonderful as those pictures might be, if I'm not living like Christ did, I'm most likely wasting my time. Yeah. Uh, and yes, it's wonderful to have pictures of Christ in your house, whether you're doing things or not. But I'm just saying from my experiences, there's an expectation that we do follow Christ. And sometimes it's hard. And sometimes it's going to feel like you're very much alone. Uh, but we came here to grow, right? We came here to be like Christ, who, who in turn, we came here to be like our Father in Heaven. That's why we came to Earth. And we've got to go through these growth situations <clears throat> oh absolutely and i i uh i firmly believe when it comes to the judgment day uh, and we're given the option to or not given the option when we're when we're at the judgment seat and we're, we're having a discussion about <clears throat> our lives i i don't feel like it'll be so much of a judgment or a harsh judgment or, or you know these are all you this is all you did you know this is where you're going i think mm -hmm. we're going to be very involved in that process and we're going to go where we're most comfortable and if if we're not comfortable in the celestial kingdom, we're gonna not want to be there. Mm -hmm. And I think as we're uh, choosing to follow the Savior everywhere, uh, in 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 all things, we're learning heaven. I've heard that line that that members of the church are uh, feel like they have to earn heaven, and and the uh, and it's not that we have to earn it; we have to learn it. We have to learn. <clears throat> Uh, 
to become the people we need to be so that we're comfortable there. Um, mm -hmm. And if not, there'll still be a place for us where we'll be most comfortable. We'll be happy. It'll be great. Uh, it just won't be, um, you know, the uh, achieving the potential that we, that we have. Yeah. And we might be disappointed in ourselves that we didn't achieve a different, different potential, but if I'm comfortable every evening sitting on the couch watching a hockey game, uh, I'm probably not going to want to be with in a scenario where I'm supposed to be Christ-like and have to help people and constantly be, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. that thought process of, oh, that's all I want to do is just sit on a couch, watch a hockey game or watch all the hockey, which I would at certain times in my life. <laughs> you know what? There's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I enjoy a good, a good, uh, some good downtime as much as the next person too. Yeah. And I'm not saying we won't have downtime in those, in the celestial kingdom. Who knows? Maybe we'll, you know, I, I've, I like to believe that there's a university in the celestial kingdom and, and the other kingdoms. And I, mm -hmm. and I hope that there's a world history one so that I can learn yeah. all about actual world, world history and all the things, but uh, yeah. that's a total tangent and has nothing to do with this yeah. talk, but um, I hope but that either way, in our downtime, we can go learn or we can go do yeah. whatever, go play, yeah. you know, a game of cards or something, just yeah, yeah. spend time together and do things. But we're going to be where we're most comfortable. So that's great. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah I, and I and I appreciate President Hinckley's talk in that, or his his quote in that. Um, what we try to live is we try and we try and become Christ-like, and so we are mm -hmm. the symbol of our faith. And and I can't I can't begin to express the number of times that I have had uh, total strangers, people I don't even this first aid course that I had, people who live in my valley who I you know, maybe could pick out of a lineup, but didn't really know. Mm -hmm. uh, ask me about family. Ask me about, oh, how's your dad doing? I hear, he, you know, he used to be so busy at the church. Is he still doing that? You know, you know, start talking about that and having those good examples of not mm -hmm. just like family, but also <clears throat> a good examples of members. I've also had, um, you know, people point out bad examples of members. Um, <laughs> that happens too, but um, it's to be expected. You know, we're hopeful that our people are the symbol of our faith and help other people to, to see the good that's there. And the people that are not great examples, they're still good people. They just, oh, yeah. they just uh, didn't sure. follow uh, the, 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 the church quite as much as they, they might have. Yeah. And that's, once again, though, it's uh, we're expected to act. And what a great... Uh, example of Christ, right? He, he was someone yeah. who acted and, and made sure he took time and made sure to help oh. and to go where help and was needed. He gave space for everyone. Yes. That's one of my favorites too. Yes. And uh, which brings me to this next paragraph. We're not going to read the whole thing. It's very, no. it's lengthy, but it, he, he does a great job of covering a lot of various um, situations where people might feel isolated or marginalized mm -hmm. or alone or lonely or, or frustrated or just fighting a battle. And, yep. uh, and he, he, there's no way that he can list them all. He even says it, yeah. uh, that, that there's no way I can list them all. I've only touched on a few, but um, every one of us is in that situation to some degree or another. I'm not trying to compare situations, mm -hmm. um, 
but there's there are things in our life where we get to feel isolated we, we everyone confident everyone will fight some form of mental illness at some point in their life mm -hmm. you know and those things should teach us to give each other some uh, little yeah. bit of grace yeah because it's hard it's hard to manage those things yeah but anyway the next paragraph here uh, after that uh, he just said, these are just a few of so many trying circumstances we may face in life. Solemn reminders that there is a cost to discipleship. Uh, to Arauna, I'm going to slaughter that name, to Arauna, who attempted to give him uh, free oxen and free wood of, for his burnt offering, King David said, quote, nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. For I will not offer unto the Lord my God that which doth, not, doth cost me nothing. So too say we all, and I. That just jumps back a little bit to mm -hmm. uh, all these marginalized, all these isolated, all these uh, fight fights that we're fighting. There's there is uh, a point to it all. There is mm -hmm. there is reason for it. It's not for nothing. Uh, every mm -hmm. one of these instances makes us stronger and makes us better and gives us opportunities for growth. Doesn't mean it's going to be fun or easy but it will be worth it because it'll help us yeah. to become more like our heavenly parents and help us to empathize with those around us in their struggles. And that's what heavenly father and our, our and Jesus Christ are doing with us because they've experienced all the things and they're empathizing with us and they're giving us grace. And we can do that with each other through, through those grow, growth opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is important to, you know, realize, and I like that Elder Holland said that, that there is a cost to discipleship. Mm -hmm. um, not that it has to be overtly hard, but it is. It is hard. It's difficult. Yeah. It's not simple and easy to act, to to push forward, et cetera, et cetera. And that's important for us to realize, and it makes me think of uh, classic pioneers and all the struggles that they had and the idea of, but I going through these struggles, I got to know my savior. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was worth every effort. Yeah. And even though anyone being given the option of going through those would say, no, that's not worth it. But after going yeah. through relying on our savior and having his spirit and love pour out upon you and carry your help you carry your burdens. Uh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, the, the last paragraph we wanted to touch on is just the next one. And it says, as we take up our crosses and follow him, it would be tragic indeed if the weight of our challenges did not make us more empathetic for and more attentive to the burdens being carried by others. It is one of the most powerful paradoxes of the crucifixion that the arms of the Savior were stretched wide open and then nailed there, unwittingly but accurately portraying that every man, woman, and child in the entire human family is not only welcome, but invited into his redeeming, exulting embrace. And I do like how he, you know, just towards the end, he says, hey, look, I listed a whole bunch of things that are tough, that people are struggling with, that causes uh, pain, that causes hardship. And I just want to point out that as you're going through these things, <laughs> you need more empathy for others, even if they're going through things that you don't with or that you don't uh, think is a big of a problem that they're making it <laughs> that as you become Christ-like your empathy should be 
and you should be loving and supporting others and more attentive to their burdens and trying to help them bear their burdens as we would with all other disciples. <clears throat> oh yeah, and yeah, and yeah, not just for not back to what you read earlier, <clears throat> we're not picking and choosing who we apply that to. Mm -hmm. We apply that to everyone. And yes. and actually I had a good discussion with a, a counselor actually who was working with a, a uh, individual who I was working with and I had referred to yep. and and I just uh, we just had a frank conversation and I said it's just frustrating it's really hard to do to continue to put the effort in and and um, for, to this individual who just seems so ungrateful mm -hmm. and I don't do it for the gratitude I don't do it I do it because it's what's needed and and all the things yep. and, and it, I was just more venting than anything right? yep. that happens and, and they said their response was, um, it is hard. Uh, trauma is a hard thing. It's a hard thing for people to understand uh, when it's other people. And it, and it doesn't come easily. He goes, but imagine it was your child. Or imagine it was somebody you loved. What? Where would you stop trying? At what point? And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll keep trying <laughs> I'm not ready for this growth. <laughs> yeah. And wow. and, uh, and it was good. And it was, you know, they weren't rebuking me necessarily, but no. they were, they were teaching me. And I just, I, thought I was, I was grateful for that, uh, that opportunity they had to share. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I turned around and used it in award council uh, and shared it with those members of ward council who are also uh, struggling with fulfilling mm -hmm. their callings and, and managing uh, expectations and working with people who who have high expectations of them mm -hmm. and uh anyway and it's and it went a long way i did have a little bit of this next paragraph okay uh to follow up uh, your your final paragraph he says as the glorious resurrection followed the agonizing crucifixion uh so blessings of every kind are poured out on those who are willing as the Book of Mormon prophet Jacob says, to quote, believe in Christ and view his death and, and suffer his cross, unquote. Uh, sometimes these blessings come soon and sometimes they come later. But the marvelous conclusion to our personal Via Dolorosa, and I had to look this up because I didn't know what Me that too. was. Me too. Uh, it's a Latin phrase meaning a painfully difficult route, passage, or series of experiences. And I think once you, so with that context, mm -hmm. I think we can appreciate uh the marvelous conclusion to our personal struggle our personal mm -hmm. fight our personal mm -hmm. depression mm -hmm. is the promise from the master healer himself that they do and will come uh, to obtain such blessings may we follow him unfailingly never faltering nor fleeing never flinching at the task uh, not when our crosses may be heavy and not when for a time the path may grow dark uh and that's uh and he carries on and he's uh, he, he says for your for your strength your loyalty your love uh, i give you personal thanks but he uh i just i for some reason i wanted to to focus on that a little bit for what not um not faltering when our crosses may be heavy mm -hmm. and not when for a time the path may grow dark and i i got thinking of jesus himself when he was carrying the cross and he faltered and uh and i i'm blanking on the you know, the guy's name now and it mentions him in the bible but he helps carry the cross i think Ro mm -hmm. a roman guard commanded him to but he helped the savior he carried the cross for the savior 
Yeah. For a time. And, Simon, uh, you're talking to Simon. Simon, yeah. Not yeah. not Simon Peter Simon, but a different Simon. Yeah. And uh, thank you. I was blanking on it. But uh, I think that, again, with that empathy and with that love okay. and that recognition that others are struggling too, uh, you know, we may be struggling, but others are struggling too. And you know what? The, the, the path may be dark. Our crosses may be heavy, uh, but there are those who will help us and our savior will help us. And if we look for those opportunities, those people are there, there and those tender mercies are there. And mm -hmm. uh, likewise, we can be those angels for others. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's a process. We're just learning and uh, we're, we're, we're learning what it takes to become like our heavenly parents. And uh, we've been given every gift and every possible opportunity to get there. And uh, it's, it's a challenge, but it's, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for it. And uh, I'm grateful for those who are in my way and help me uh, not in my way that are, that are along the path of my, that my life has led that helped me to, to be better. And, uh, and uh, Kevin, you're one of those guys. You've been there pretty much uh, since I was a, a punk teenager. So I'm grateful to, yep. to have you and to visit with you and to hang out with you and, and grow together towards our Savior. Yeah. Thanks, Todd. That's well said. I, I echo that as well, that uh, it's so important. And just as you're talking, discussion with that counselor, that we have people that can help us in our corner that care about us uh, so that when we go to them, it's not, Oh, I you just shouldn't have to put that effort in Todd. You're yeah. completely right. Just give up. Yeah. You're right. They're not putting in the effort They're These, this person's not worth your time, which you're justified. Yeah. We, I've probably given advice like that before, right? <laughs> As we grow, we hopefully learn and, and move forward. And I, I appreciate you for uh, definitely lift and having great ideas to grow and help me on my path towards uh, becoming Christ-like and hopefully uh, not faltering. It's, I do love uh, Elder Holland. I love the, uh, the exact, the narrative that he's able to, put, to paint that picture. He does really yeah. well with it. And I appreciate Such going through his talk. Yeah. He just uh, does such a good job uh, with bringing emotion into that, I guess it's just lovely. I do appreciate that. And I appreciate my savior, Jesus Christ, and all that he's done for me, that he loves me and he put me and uh, same with my father in heaven, that they say, you know what? I, my child, Kevin, and you're worth it. And even as I'm going through whatever it is I might be, I do have someone there that's going to sh show up. And I appreciate, as you and I have both gotten older, Todd, that we both have found friendships. Obviously, you and I are friends. Uh, we hang out sometimes even. <laughs> but that... As time permits. Yeah. opportunity that we have in this life to find people that help uplift and to help us uh, work on Christ-like. And what a wonderful opportunity it is because it's tough. When you're reading that one part of 
to obtain such blessings, may we follow him unfailingly, never faltering nor fleeing, never flinching at the task, not when our may be heavy and not when for a time the path may grow dark. I was trying to, I'm going to end with this story, sorry. I was trying to make my first outdoor hockey rink. Uh, moved to an area where it's cold enough now to have an outdoor hockey rink. I'm always lived in Canada, but it usually was, I was in an area that was too warm for that. And so I've been working on that last week, putting it together. And then I had a whole bunch of other stuff going on and it was a busy day, busy evening. And I was outside because at some point I was leaking water house <laughs> and I was just so wet making a mess and it's in the dark because we're in Canada and it's winter time it's dark after four o'clock yeah and we needed to get something for one of my kids and my wife was burnt out as well and so I'm like sure I'll do this first one I had another errand I have to do anyway so whatever so I go and I do that but when I go, they're like, you need to come back in like two and a half hours, meaning 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. So I do my other errand. I go back out. I'm trying to fix this stinking leaking hockey that's <laughs> creating ice now around my house. Uh, <laughs> not not in yeah. the hockey rink. It was not warm last week either. No, it was like minus 17 when I was out there. Like just, Very I was cold. miserable. It was dark. It was, my path felt dark. And then we had to go back and get this thing for one of my kids at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I'm done. But my wife was more done. It had been a difficult day. Life was just tough. And so I wasn't even begrudgingly about it because I could tell that she needed the lift up. So I said, you know what? I'll go back. No problem. I'll deal with this. And she had already started like going to the vehicle to go do this. Uh, and then, of course, when I got there, it still wasn't ready to like 10 o'clock. It, it is what it is. But it, that whole line made me think of that because to me, my path felt dark at that point in time. Like I was done. I was mentally just exhausted, physically exhausted because I've been dealing outside in the cold and water and ice. But when I saw that my wife needed more help, I was all of a sudden okay to do a little bit more. And I'm not always like this. I want to just clarify, I am not a perfect <laughs> husband. I'm not telling this story to say, but this is one time where I, I did something correct. Uh, and magically, at the end, all of a sudden, it was okay. And I definitely believe that, you know, my Savior stepped in and helped me out. But also, when we serve others, it oftentimes helps alleviate a lot of our burdens, which is why we're told to do that, right? Classic President Hinckley, forget yourself and go to work. Yeah. And Context. I bear tes testimony that as I have forgotten myself and gone to work, that I have been blessed, that I have found the strength to continue on. So even though a lot of times I feel like I'm faltering, uh, one of my solutions has been to forget myself and go to work. And I bear testimony of that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Kevin. Wonderful wrap-up. I'm not even going to yeah. add anything. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. <laughs> yeah, have, have a good night. Love you, buddy. See you later. You too. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening. Give us a like, follow, or rating wherever you consume podcasts. 
or come find us on Instagram or spiritualcrusade.com. We hope you're uplifted by this general conference review. Don't forget to review and study the words of the prophets and apostles, and we challenge you to find something from these talks which speaks to your soul and helps you to find meaningful growth and draw closer to our Savior.